Welcome to Leave the Pile Higher, a podcast where you will hear how regular individuals, just like you and me, are leaving the pile higher and creating legacies that will benefit future generations. Our goal is to inspire you to embrace your journey and take action to grow your legacy. Let's build. Welcome to episode one of Leave the Pile Higher podcast, where we will have real discussions about how we're not leaving this earth without being an unforgettable blessing to others. I'm your host, Brian Savage. I'm a licensed insurance broker, I'm a notary republic, I'm a trusted business solution specialist, a business coach, personal coach, digital creator, and today we can officially add podcaster. <laughs> but uh, in, in summary, I'm a man of faith who loves his family. I'm a husband to my beautiful wife. I'm a father of three great kids. I'm a leader. I'm a visionary. I enjoy bike riding and working out. I'm a football fanatic. I played the game from Pop Warner all the way through to college. And all in all, man, I'm just a, I'm just a guy that likes to have fun. I love kicking it with family and friends. And as I like to say, I've been blessed so that I can be a blessing to others. So today, launch day, December 4th, 2022. This is a huge day for a lot of reasons, but two of them, I first have to shout out the Ice Cold Brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Today is our founder's day. Our beloved fraternity is 116 years old today. So a big old six to my brothers. Continue to hold high the light. You know, love you brothers. On a personal level, this is a huge day. It's a huge day for me as I launched this podcast because uh, today would have been my dad's 75th birthday. And the significance of me wanting to launch this podcast and doing this now, doing this today, is because of my dad and his legacy. You know, I've been saying for, for a long time, wanting to do a podcast, doing this topic, you know, talking about the things that we're going to talk about and dive into. A few months ago, I drew the line in the sand and uh, I was talking to my good friend, Kevin. I told him that I picked December 4th because of my father. And on this day and in honor of him, I launched this podcast. So today I want to begin and open up by sharing a little bit about my dad and his legacy and really how this podcast is because of him. In essence, this is his podcast because of his impact on me and, and ultimately you. Because the way that he lived and the person that he was and what he poured into me, I'm now able to share with you so that together we can build something bigger than ourselves as we leave the pile higher because, because that's what it's all about. But before I go there, before I dive into, into those, those waters, I want to talk real quickly or just mention generally about, about legacy. And, and the dictionary, I looked it up, legacy is an amount of money or property, you know, this is how it's defined, that's, that's left to someone in a will. Someone dies and they have a will and you know they, they leave money to their family. And the second definition of, of legacy is an applicant of a particular school or college who's eligible for preferential ad admissions or consideration due to a family member having to attend the same institution. And typically that involves finances and having, you know, having money. It's because of those definitions or how it's defined, how legacy is defined that so many people have lived their lives, having made major influence, contributions to the world around them and beyond, 
but thought they, they, they couldn't leave a legacy because their physical wealth was small. And, and that's not right because one's legacy is much greater than cash, right? Because, because leaving a legacy is so much more than monetary or personal assets. You know, when you think about it, you know, it's what people think or it's what they feel when they reflect on you or when they speak your name. Uh, or one's legacy can be tied to their faith, ethics, core values. You know, it's, it's built from your character and reputation, the way you live life and treat people. You know, because it's comprised of, of everyday action and things that we do and how we make people feel. And every person who, whose life we impact one way or another, positively or negatively, it, it then becomes an example for other people. The way that you live or the way that an individual lives is an example that helps guide people in their futures. You know, what to do, what not to do. Again, good or bad, positive or negative. And it's and it, it shaped by what you're passionate about. And it can serve to, to be an inspiration and inspire others. You know, not just your family, not just your friends, but an entire community. Your, your, your most treasured forms of legacy are woven into the intangibles of life. The personal relationships and bonds with others, the values, the memories that you create, and in the mutual love and respect with people you in, in encounter. Your legacy, it captures your life's experiences and it celebrates the things that are most important to you. And it allows you to pass on those treasures to the next generation. In short, what I'm saying is that we all want to know our life has meaning and that it's not being lived in vain. And as I share this, as I, as I feel what I'm saying, it's a perfect segue for me to to share a bit about my dad and his legacy. My dad's name was Ralph W. Savage III. And that's because my grandfather was Ralph W. Savage Jr. And my great-grandfather was Ralph W. Sr. My father's paternal roots are in Accomack County, Virginia. My great-grandfather had a Big old farm, had bunches of land, you know, when my father was a kid and he would spend summers down there and, you know, he would tell me about it, you know, tell me stories about it. And he loved it so much because every summer, every summer he'd pack us up and drive us down to my great aunt's house for what seemed to be a month. Like we would be down there forever, but uh, it was only a weekend. <laughs> It was only a weekend, but we would be down there and, you know, we didn't have an appreciation for it. We were down in the country and from, from, from a kid's standard, it was boring. It was nothing to do. But I, I, I remember seeing a different side of my father day when he was down in Virginia. Like he actually loved being down there, sitting out on the porch, doing nothing. But he would, uh, he would, he would eat tomatoes like apples. My uh, Aunt Darnell, she would have a, a basket of of tomatoes out, out back and my father would grab a salt shaker and would grab the tomato, sprinkle sugar, uh, not sugar, sprinkle salt on it. And before every bite, he'd put some salt on it. And that's how my dad would eat tomatoes. Weirdest thing I ever saw in my life as a kid. But 
you know, that was one of his favorite things to do, you know, down there. And we would ride down the road and, you know, it'd be vegetable fields. And my pop could just tell just by looking at the leaves, what vegetable was growing. And it was amazing to me looking as I looked back and started to appreciate those things as I got older. Now I just, I relish those moments, especially the times when my mother would have the four of us pose to take the four generations of savage men, Ralph Sr., Ralph Jr., Ralph III., and Brian. My dad, he, he grew up in, a, in New York. Tucker played quarterback for the high school. As the story goes, well, he was the only ambidextrous quarterback in the area, or maybe even the state at that time, with a, with, with a rocket in both arms. So he could throw 50, 60 yards left and right hand. An older cousin shared with me how my dad was also dangerous when they had snowball fights because he could light people up with either hand. People didn't know which direction the snowball was coming from. He told me that he had an opportunity to attend college and play ball, you know, play football, but he had, had no desire to do so because he said school just wasn't his thing. So he ended up enlisting in the, uh, in the military. He went in the army, did a tour in Vietnam, came home with a number of medals, including a Purple Heart, married his high school sweetheart, Audrey, my mom, a.k.a. Nanny, and they uh, started their family. My dad was a, uh, he was a blue-collar worker to his core. He was a high-voltage electrician or lineman. He worked outside in all types of weather and high off the ground, 30, 40, 50 feet in the air, however tall those uh, electrical poles were. He, he was so blue collar that all he ever wanted for Christmas or his birthday or, you know, when we exchanged gifts were thermal socks, long johns, hats, work boots. You know, and as a kid, I watched him provide for our family, sometimes working double shifts, coming home for a short change and returning back to work, sometimes doing multiple doubles and parts of my life that I remember, like when I was playing Pop Warner, you know, we played on Sundays. And that was a regular work day for my pop. But there were a number of times my mother would get my attention from where she was sitting to point out an area either behind her or towards the back of the end zone where there'd be a bucket truck parked. And my dad and the crew would be posted up, you know, to come see me play. He couldn't stay for the, for the entire game, but he always found time to roll through. And then, and then even in high school. You know, very, very, very rarely did he miss a game. And I, I know for a fact in college, he didn't miss any games throughout my entire college career. But back to his work ethic and his strength of character. That's always inspired me and shaped my mentality in my life. I mean, I'm here today. I'm, I'm where I am today because of my dad's blue collar work ethic and his dedication and, and his integrity and the things that he taught me. Things that mean so much more than money. Things that money couldn't buy back then and still can't buy today. He taught me how to tie a tie, polish my shoes, and to tuck my dress shirt into my underwear so it, it wouldn't rise up and get untucked and look all sloppy. Things like never go anywhere broke. To always have an emergency stash, $10, $20. Fold the bill into threes and put it in that little slot in your, in your wallet. What goes around comes around. The way you treat people is the way you will be treated by others. And to do things for people without looking for something in return. As I said, he was an electrician. So 
you know, he was experienced at running phone wires, hanging ceiling fans and lights and things like that. And, you know, I remember on many occasions him hooking up phone lines or installing ceiling fans for family and friends and never, never once charging people for doing it. And that to this day sticks with me. My dad was a, was a silent leader who led by example. He didn't say too much, but when he did, it would grab your attention or he would <laughs> literally grab me to get my attention. One time when I was 16 years old, he literally picked me up by my shirt. I mean, feet up off the floor and pinned me to the wall for answering back. But after, after that, he didn't have any other problems for me after that. On the lighter side of things, my, my pop loved music. He loved listening to music. I mean, the Gat Band, Gil Scott Heron, Johnny Guitar Watson, some of his, some of his favorites. And he would be the life of the party when we go out to family events and, and, and parties and things like that. Like he'd, He'd be the first one on the dance floor and the last one off. He really couldn't dance, but you know, you you couldn't tell him that. You know, but funny because a, a friend of mine shared with me after after my pops had passed about his memories of my dad. K point. He remembered how my pop would arrive at the cookout or event, an outside event. He'd be wearing a, a baseball cap and the aviator sunglasses that had him looking like one of the, the, the motorcycle 5 you know, chips. <laughs> and uh, the music would be thumping, drinks start to pouring. And, you know, by the end of the end of the event, my pop's cap would be turned around backwards. And, you know, he, he'd just be ruling the dance floor. And, you know, we just laughed and joked about that. But for as long as I live, <clears throat> one of the most pivotal moments of my life took place when I was in eighth grade. I'll never forget the chat that we had. It was after receiving the results from the New York State Co-op entrance exam. Basically, it's the test for admissions into, into Catholic high schools. When we got the results of the exam, he, he was excited. And he asked me what my plans were. You know, if I wanted to go to private school or public high school. And you know, I said, I want to go to public high school to, to be with my friends. And he told me how he really wanted me to go to private school. And you know, I asked him why. And he said, my job is to leave the pile higher for you and my si- and, and your sister. It, it was then that he spoke our future, his, mine. I mean, for that matter, every person whom I'd encounter and interact with because of his dream through what he wanted for me. He wanted me to attend the private school. He wanted me to attend college, even if I didn't get a, any type of scholarship or things like that. And he said that he would, he would bust his tail work all the overtime he could get to ensure that the resources would be there for me. For eight years, he did just that. I'll end with this, this last story here, this last piece. On graduation day from college, I didn't see my family before the ceremony, didn't know where they were, didn't know where they were going to be sitting or anything like that. But I had this feeling that I would I would see my dad before I took my seat. And from the time we had gotten in line to start, you know, marching down to the graduation area, I kept looking for him, but didn't see him. And uh, I just felt him. You know, couldn't see him in the crowd, anything. And, uh, you know, we're walking down a group of friends and, you know, fellow graduates and still looking around for my dad. I'm taking it all in. And as we got close to the area where we were going to be seated, I get a pull 
on my arm and it was my father. And we embraced. We stood there and just hugged each other and cried. And he just kept telling me how proud he was of me. I'm so proud of you. Man, I'm so proud of you. We did it. Did it. And I swear if if he could, if if he could have got in line and walked with us, he, he, he would have. But as we let go of each other, as we, we broke our hug and he grabbed me again and he was like, I'm I'm done. I was like, huh? He said, I'm done. I'm never working another day of overtime again. And through our tears, we just started laughing. Legacy is about living out your values each day, being a good person, doing the right things, being kind, being patient with others. And the best legacy anyone could leave behind is that they were true to themselves, not looking for approval from anybody or to make good impressions or anything like that. But it's genuinely for the good of those who are coming behind you. And living in a way knowing that you most likely will not see the benefits of how others appreciate and are living out your legacy. On January 28th, 2018, My dad unexpectedly passed away in his sleep from an undetected aneurysm that had bursted. But yeah, that was was my dad. He didn't live to impress anybody or to be in the spotlight. And that's why today, on his birthday, I launched this podcast and in honor of you, Pop, to leave the pile higher. That's all the piling for today. But before we go, I just want to say thank you for the privilege of your time. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show on all your social media platforms and leave us a comment in the five-star rating. And be sure to go to calendly.com forward slash Savage Family Office to schedule a time so that we can explore and talk more about growing your legacy. I'm your host, Brian Savage. Until next time, let's build something larger than ourselves. Let's leave the pile higher.